call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. Dig me tripping up and back down to buy you. I'm the last of the best, they call me the Greedy Man. Got many clients, come from miles around, running down my prescription. Hello, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Jody B, and thank you for listening. Thank you for giving it a try. I appreciate you. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm a little pressed for time this morning, so this isn't going to be a long intro. Uh, Unfortunately, some improper time management has caused me to not really have that long to sit here and talk. So... We're going to get right into it. Um, My guest this week, the returning guest, the very talented Tony motherfucking Ranger. Tony stopped by. Um, He contacted me recently and asked if I would be interested in joining the new lineup for God Shaped Mommy Hole. And, you know, it sounds fun. And I'd like to to give it a shot. I I hope we can work something out. The reality is, is my time is very limited. And it sucks because I wish that I had, you know, a lot more to give in these situations. Because I feel like, you know, I enjoy doing this. And I would love nothing more than to just spend all my spare time, you know, recording and editing and all that. But I don't have a lot of fucking spare time. Just like this morning, I'm literally doing this while the kid's eating breakfast because this is the only time I'm going to have to do it. So, uh, I hope you enjoy. This conversation starts a little slow. Unfortunately, Tony ran over his cat last week. Well, the week before last. So, that's where we start. It's a little slow and I feel bad for the guy. But uh, we do okay. It's It's a low energy show. We're just sitting around shooting the breeze. So, you guys sit back and relax, and let us fucking put you in a mood, good or bad. That's what we're here for. Yeah. If you got love troubles, you got a bad woman you can't control, I got just the thing for you. Something called controlling the hearts and get together drops. If you work too hard and you need a little rest, try my Easy Life Rub or put some of my Boss Fix Jam in your breakfast. Try a little bit of... What's up, Tony? Ah, man. Feeling I'm all a little fucked up right now. You a little fucked uh, up? Yeah, my, I killed my cat. You killed your cat? Yeah, man. It's fucked up. Tony, that doesn't sound like a good day at all. What'd you do, man? 
Nah, yes, it was, uh, what's today? Saturday was on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, I went to go get some, some dog food in the morning, and then I pulled in the driveway, and then I pulled in slowly, and all of a sudden it was like a bloop bloop, and I was like, what the fuck was that? And then I get out of the truck, and my cat's like fucking running, he can't move his back leg, and his eyeballs all popped out. Oh, man. That's I had to run into the house and grab the pellet gun. I had to put one in his head. Man. Like, that little nigga was my best friend. Like, a lot of people love that cat. He was a weird cat. He acted like a dog. It was weird. That's why everybody loved him, but I don't know what the... I don't know why the fuck. Like, he does this thing when, when he's excited to see you where he, he'll roll on the floor. He'll just roll. He'll try to do this cute little thing. And that's what I think he was doing when he saw me. Because I have to get out, open the gate, get back in the car, pull in, close the gate, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. Ah, shit fucked me up. He was such a good cat. Such a good cat. That sucks, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, uh... Well... I've had to, uh, to deal with... A few different animals, you know, just problems, parvo, shit like that, being out in the country, you know, just. Oh, yeah. I, um, I used, like, I had a dog that I raised when I would, like, you know, you've always got that one dog, like the one you actually get from, like, a puppy, and then, you know, you have, have, it, for, yeah. have it for a while. And this is the first one I raised. And, uh, when we moved from the trailer park to the woods, um, you know, the dog had like a pen, like a fenced in area that it stayed in when we were in the trailer park. When we moved out to the woods, uh, my grandma hooked up like a, like a runner, like a, a, a line, a line, you know, with a chain on it and shit like that. And then we went away one weekend and we came home and I think I'm pretty sure she got bit by a rattlesnake. Oh yeah. And it was like two weeks after we moved out there. And I was already kind of pissed because, I mean, it was so much work, like, just getting into that place. And then, you know, we yeah. didn't have power. We didn't have water. It was just, it sucked. And then, like, yeah, two weeks after we moved in there, we came home and uh, my dog was dead. And I was like, God damn it. So I hated yeah. that. <laughs> like, just, and I think that was when I kind of lost my, uh. Love like, for animals. Yeah, not like I hate animals. But, like, that was the first one that kind of hit me. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then from then on, like, it was just kind of like, I never really got sad if they died or they ran off or somebody stole. We had people that would steal dogs, like, if they were, you know. Oh, yeah, I've, nice. I've had dogs stolen. Yeah, you get, like, a nice breed or something, like a German Shepherd or, you know, some real <laughs> nice breed. They'll just snatch them out of your fucking yard out in the country, man. I had a $3,000 pit and didn't realize it was worth that much. Yeah. Someone cut a hole in my back gate and stole it. People are fucked up, man. Yeah, that was fuck. Yeah, I had this similar experience. I had to shoot was, uh, one one time. Like, the dog got parvo. That was probably pretty, like, I, uh, we took it up over the hill. It was me and my grandpa, and he was going to let me do it, like, just take care of it, you know? And I didn't want to, like, put the gun, like, we didn't have a pellet gun. It was like a three eighty, like a fucking, like a pistol. And it was like... I just, in my brain, I couldn't, like, put the gun to the dog's head and do it. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I was just like, I'm going to see this fucking dog's brains fly across the yard, and that's going to fuck me up real bad. So I was like, I was just going to take a shot, you know? Man, I shot that fucking dog like three times and kept missing. Like, I hit it in the leg once, and it ran off. We had to, oh, I felt like shit. And then finally, my grandpa had to take the gun away and fucking do it. But, uh... Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Got it. We never got too attached to animals out there, man. We had all kinds of animals that we'd get and they would just die. Or something would happen. Like, it's... I swear to God, nothing flourished out there in the woods. Everything just died. <laughs> I had one growing up. There was a dog named Nala. I hit everything with her. And then uh, when we moved from Indiana, when I was in going into second grade, we moved from Indiana back over here to California. We got in an accident in Colorado. And, like, our, our van, and we were hauling a trailer with all this shit. We rolled like five times, and then like the dog jumped out the broken window, and was like running down the freeway or whatever. And someone tried to grab her, and the dog bit that person. And then Colorado took the dog. Yeah. So ever since then, I haven't liked any other animals. I haven't really had a pet since. And then, um, after my divorce, I moved in with my, um children my son's godfather greg the one who raps or whatever he's in he's in south korea right now he was my roommate he sushi was originally his cat and when i lived there i did not like him because he wasn't neutered so he was like spraying on shit and it's fucking thinking it's pissing me off um, (laughs) finally got fixed finally got him fixed and uh he like i've like learned to love him like he was actually really cool i saw how tough he was because before he wasn't an outside cat he was an old, only an indoor cat and then uh the one time i fucked up and let him out he fucked up like two cats and he fucked up a dog like his first time out of the house oh shit <laughs> so i was like yes man every like everybody everybody that's ever been to my house loves sushi even if they're not cat people, even if they're allergic to cats, they they have they love sushi. He's such a cool cat. He's a loving, caring cat. My son, my crazy ass son, would pick him up by his neck and walk around the house, and he would sit there with a pissed off look on his face, but he would not freak out and fuck up my son. You know, he was a saint of a fucking cat, and he he liked to cuddle. He would get in the blanket with you and cuddle with you. Come on. What fucking cat does that? That is really weird, man. Like they don't usually cuddle. They're like, get the and, fuck away from me, he dude. Listen, <laughs> he listen. He comes when you call him. He's not like an arrogant cat where he doesn't listen to you. You know, like you go, come on. He just runs up to you. He'll walk next to you. He's such a good fucking cat, and it breaks my heart, man, that I was the one that ended his life. It was my fault. And like to see him the way that he was, you know it. It haunts me today. It was fucking me up all day today and yesterday. It just, I just keep, that she keeps coming to my mind. Like when I walk out of the house, I expect to hear him run up to me going, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it just, ugh, it's fucking me up, man. It's a fucked up thing and he's just a cat. 
I mean, at the end of the day, Tony, it was an accident. You know what I mean? Like, accidents do happen, dog. And that's probably the worst thing about it, is it just, you probably wish that you had something to, uh, to yeah, blame. Yeah, I wish like, I would have, like, It's like you made a mistake. It's just, you fucking, it's, you couldn't have planned for that, dog. And that's probably more annoying than anything. It's just knowing there really wasn't much you could have done different in that situation. It just, wrong place, wrong time, man. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't even pull in the driveway at fast at all. I accidentally ran over one of my buddy's puppies one time, kind of the similar way, like what you're like, just pulling in the driveway, not thinking anything of it. I think he yeah. had a dog that had had like a litter recently, and as I pulled in the driveway, they all like ran across the yard, and I just happened to hit one, and I think, yeah, I like ran over like her back legs like with my fucking car and so like that was another one of those things where as soon as it happened i felt like complete shit you know i'm like it just your heart falls you're just like god damn it you know and you get out and it's like you know you can tell the dog's all fucked up and it's like out in the woods what are you gonna do like it's you know there's not a vet anywhere around you just realize like this one ain't gonna make it man so you gotta gotta do the thing uh, I knew right away. I knew right away. Man. I had to put a bullet in his head, man. It's like putting a bullet in your best friend's head. If there was a zombie apocalypse, I would put a bullet in your head, Tony, if you wanted me to. Same. If you, totally were, all would. Zo- if you were all zombied out, I'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same scenario, right? Saving ourselves. You know, they say they make soldiers in the Israeli military do the cat drill. Have you heard about that? No, what is that? It's exactly kind of what just happened. It's, you know, they're a lot more um, militant in their their design. The Israeli military, they're like cream of the crop. They're bad motherfuckers, right? Yeah. So from what I... Now, maybe it's the officers training. Like, so maybe it's not just every soldier. It's just maybe a certain level of, like, officers. But they give you a, they give you a cat, like a pet kitten, when you start. And basically, you have to keep the cat through your entire boot camp and, like, your, your service, whatever. You know, however many years it takes you to graduate from officers training or whatever it is. But apparently, on, like, your graduation day, you have to kill it. <laughs> like, with your bare hands. <laughs> Yeah, that's fucked, man. It's like a I mental it, thing. Though. Yeah, I it's like it, they want you to be in a in a place to where, if need be, you can override your your instinct yeah. and go with your training. You know, and it's just that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's that's that that level of dedication is what prevents a lot of greatness. You know. Because in order to be great, a lot of times you have to sacrifice big things like that. You have to be able to completely shut, like, you know, joining Islam. You got to turn it off. You know, like, whatever your emotional attachment is, you have to have the switch. I think that's what they call it. (laughs) You know, you just, you flip the switch, and then you go to that other place. And then you're a machine at that point. That's why the service always seemed like, I never... I never really had an interest in the service. It seemed like it could have been cool just for the direction, you know, like just the discipline and the, the that kind of stuff for me personally. But um, I don't know, man. I think it would have turned me into something totally different. 
like I've had to kind of piece everything back together. And I just don't think that after all the abuse I suffered, I don't think that a militant training regiment would have been the best thing to put behind me or, you know, any kind of other skills or something to that effect to make me more of a, an angry or violent or irrational person. Like, I think it would have just made me a lot worse. So I'm kind well, of Well, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't, I don't necessarily agree because you, the way that you would imagine the military is most, mostly infantry style units. You, you know, MOS is like combat engineer, uh, in, in, uh, in, MPs and, and infantry, those guys are the, the that kind of thing would have turned you into either a killing machine or it would have you you would have completely rebelled out. But if you would have joined, you know, you could have been a mechanic and you could have met some great people and made some great friends. You know, met because because those types of situations are more lax. They're not they're not all strict and anal about, about all this and that. You know, they're not, and the military isn't physically disciplined at all, except through push-ups and sit-ups and shit. Not, I mean, that's just self-improvement at the end of the day. Yeah. I think I you could know? have really dealt with the commitment. That's my biggest yeah, point. Is that that's would the have big been, issue. That would have benefited me, I think, more, because it would have been, like, the only thing I've ever committed to. I, you know, I've never really committed to anything. I got married a couple of years ago. That's about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty big commitment. Yeah, I mean, it holds those things up. Well, I, I didn't go to college. You know, I've had like maybe three or four jobs. So that is one thing I can say. Like when it comes to work, I've been very loyal in that I get a job and I keep it for a while. Not me, man. This is the longest job I've ever had outside of the military. And before that, it was nine months. <laughs> it was the longest. I've just always kind of adapted. You know, like I haven't had hard jobs. I've had some physically demanding jobs to where at first, at least, you know, the grunt work is uh, pretty strenuous. But I've always like made a point to figure out who like the person is I need to make friends with to get out of that situation ASAP. Yeah. And then I always move on to the next. Like I let it known when I'm there just after a couple months, I get to know people and then I'm like, hey. I don't want to do this shit like for very long. So if something else comes along, go ahead and just put me into that because I don't want to keep doing this. You know what, that whole line that you just said? Yeah. I pictured I pictured it in a drunk history style. Like <laughs> you're some worker in a factory. <laughs> Just uh, going this fucking suck. Like, no, for real. I With the bug guy thing, I love being a bug guy. Like, that probably was a job I would have went back to because, uh, you know, I enjoy helping people. I really did. I used to love, like, getting in there when people would be at their worst. Like, you could tell sometimes. All the fucking blacked out corners. Yeah. You see how seen blacked out corners? People... Get to uh, a point. My friend Jimmy used to play darts with those roaches, dude. It's <laughs> so fucking crazy. And like, I grew up in a house that had them real bad, so my game face was flawless. I just walk in and be like, "Yeah, you got some roaches." So, you know. And um, there was one I remember very well before I left, and it was a thing where I think I've talked about it before. Like, I got there, and we always would quote, 
you know, you go in, you take a look around, see what you can do, and then you give them a price. And so if I could get cooperation out of the people, and it would be something simple like vacuum here, pick this shit up, clean this spot, I could usually get rid of anything. Like just, you know, yeah, yeah. How it works. tell them where they're fucking up. That's all it is. If you're going to listen to me, man, I will happily sit here and get rid of these motherfucking bugs for you. But if you're not going to do anything that I ask, then I'm, I'll take your money and I'll like, kill like most with my of job, <laughs> With my job, I have like similar situation. You know, I got some pools that lose water. Yeah. And, you know, they don't fucking pay attention. And I can't sit there at their house and wait for their pool to fill up, you know? So I, you know, I half-ass do the, do the job and then, you know, they'll complain and it's just like, you know, if you did, you know, this 10 minutes worth of work a week, 10 minutes worth of work a week, like literally spread out through the week, adding water, making sure like if it's windy conditions, making sure that the skimmer basket is empty because if it's full, everything will get fucked up and nothing will work and the pool will get fucked up, you know, because I can't be there. Yeah. You know I'm saying I can't be there all the time. I can only be there, you know, 30 minutes a day. You know, once a week. Well, at I mean, most. I, if I'm there longer than 30 minutes, I get pissed the fuck off. Because at, at that point, I'm losing money. It's your fucking pool. Like, you can't take 10 minutes to go out there and check the levels and put a little water in the goddamn thing. Like <laughs> People don't give a fuck, man. No. That's what I'm saying with there's bugs. Pools, there's some pools that I skip on a regular basis. And I don't, even, I don't think they have a clue. I don't think they even know. Some of those jobs I would go to, and I mean, I would go to just the shittiest of shitty houses and also like the fucking three, four hundred thousand dollar giant houses. I'd get in there and I, I could find cockroaches in both, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. And it'd be amazing because one of the biggest things, and this is, this is free bug guy advice. Uh, <coughs> sorry. Um, one of the easiest things to do, like if you have cockroaches in your house, they have to have water. Like they have to have water. Some type can, of moisture, huh? They go weeks without eating food. And if they get hungry, they'll eat dead roaches. Like they don't give up. They'll eat shit. They don't fucking care. So yeah. the idea that you could clean, you know, like keep everything picked up and sweep up and no crumbs and shit. The idea that you could clean to the point that you starve them is almost impossible. Mm -hmm. So the best way to fight them is water. You know, you have to put stoppers in your drains at night. It's that simple. Just, hey man, when you go to bed at night, wipe all the fucking water out of your sink and put a stopper in your drain. And now they can't get water. So that's like, that's a big fucking part of it, you know? It's crazy. So simple. It's just do that for me. And I would come to these places and, you know, two weeks, three weeks, a month. I'd come, hey, how's it going? And well, it's, I'm still seeing roaches. I go, okay. Um, did you clean out this fucking this cabinet with all the, you know, the grocery store plastic bag? Oh, no, I didn't get to that yet. Okay. Do you want me to do it for you? You know, like I would get that kind of serious about it. Like I'll fucking throw the shit in the trash can right now. You know, I don't want to keep coming out here. Every two weeks, because I only get paid to do this every three months. Every other time, it's me just coming out here to. You know. Yes, I hate I hate them when they take advantage of the fact that you know you'll come back because you're trying to provide a nice service. I say, hey, did but, you put the fucking you know, stopper in the drain? And they go, ah, oh, forgot. I'm like, did you forget that you have roaches? 
You know what's strange is, is I, I live in the ghetto and I I don't get roaches and I'm a slob. Most like I, we get the outside roaches, like the big big ass American cock. People call them water bugs. Yeah, yeah the water bugs. They call them palmetto bugs. Like nobody likes to say the word cockroaches. And the thing is, there are cockroaches that live outside specifically, and sometimes they come in your house when it gets cold. They're giant. They're American cockroaches. Big black motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody should get those if you have any kind of shit around your house at all. Bushes, trees, whatever. Oh, so yeah. I get those. But, like, German cockroaches, which are the little shitty ones that they shit on everything and they drop little egg casings and they get in your refrigerators and your cabinets and all your shit, your cereal <laughs> at certain points when you get them real bad. You fucking... Pour your cereal in a bowl and you got to pluck roaches out of it. Been there, you know, like you have to want to get rid of them. And I totally get that there are people that just have them for so long. It's kind of like that intervention show or like horrors where they just don't even care. They just don't even fucking care. They just flick roaches off. My aunt used to sit at her computer and the bug would crawl out from under, you know, her keyboard and onto her fucking arm and she would just get off, flick uh, it off and then go back to playing on her fucking computer and it's just like I grew up like that too bro you gotta try a little <laughs> yeah I'm not a fucking it's magician <laughs> this is ridiculous you know if it was the end of the world that would be a nutritious environment though be over there like an eater mm-hmm. I don't know how it's good protein, man. See, the thing is, I don't know if that works with roaches. It definitely works with, you know, uh, like crickets and grasshoppers, ants. I bet termites, because don't like monkeys eat termites, like gorillas and shit? Yeah. Yeah. I don't but know. I bet they would taste really fucking bad, though. Would you, have you tasted it before? Not consciously. I don't think I've ever put I, a roach in my I, mouth and eaten. Yeah, like roaches asleep and shit. But I'm sure yeah. I've had roaches I'm crawl in my fucking face. mouth. I yeah. <laughs> I've woken up like, ah! like freaking out, like a, something's in my lungs and shit. No, in the trailer, I, I used to sleep face down, like in a pillow. Just you know, they were all over that place. They would just crawl on you. It was terrible. I was thinking about it the other day. I was watching this show um, that my wife just found on National Geographic. It's called American High School. Have you? Did you see an ad for this show? No, I I don't watch TV. I just watch Netflix and Hulu. Shit, I feel you. I'm about to cut the cord. I'm so close. Anyway, save money, dude. No, uh, so it's a show about a high school in South Carolina, and it's like a 99.9% predominantly black, low budget. It's an enormous school. Yeah. Is it one of those inside schools? Um, I mean, it's a, it seems to be like a, a, at least high school. I don't know if it has like elementary and everything too, or maybe it's just a big ass high school, but it's like, it's predominantly black. And, you know, they were interviewing the teachers and the principal and shit and talking about test scores and how they had to, you know, increase this to get more funding. And they were trying to express to the students, like, guys, we really need you to try. And, and you know, because we all depended on you. You're going to make this better. And just in that situation, they were 
you know, this one thing where it's like the the student's mom had texted her in the middle of the day to say she needed to find a place to stay because HUD housing said that their building wasn't up to code and that they were kicking them out and that the mom and the kids were going to a shelter and just text the high school. And this is the kind of shit this principal's hearing on a day-to-day. He was just like, well, my plan just changed for the day. Now we got to figure this shit. You know, he gave her like 20 bucks and they sent her home with somebody else. But I mean, there's some real shit that's going on in the world. And, uh, man, sometimes those shows hit you hard because it, I forget about it sometimes. Like I've never totally forget like just how bad it can be. Yeah. But then you see something like that and they were showing this one kid, his uh, house, it was a trailer and some of the scenes were very similar. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I saw yeah, the like pictures. Yeah, like this shit ain't like, new. No, I've This is be surprising. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of people that grew up like this. It's weird. Like uh, there's a lot of people yeah, yeah. You know why? It's because a lot of people live in democratic places. Unless you, unless you like, like I don't think. Okay, so this is the problem with with these connecting the dots type situations, like I've done. The reason why I'm so angry at the liberal idea in America today is because throughout history of the American history, Democrats have always been anti-progressive. Always. And and yet, in our generation right now, it is proclaimed to be the progressive party. And yet everything they do is divisive. And, and, it, and, it, and they perpetuate slave warehouse cultures like the ones we grew up in. You know, where it's welfare and, and Minimum wage jobs and and you know what I mean, growing up without fathers or or in abusive situations. These so are always it, almost these are almost always in an environment where it is too convenient to live. So it's you kind of get accustomed to it and you just quit. You quit. You, you give quit. up basically. Yeah. yeah, and then you you let the selfish. The ugly characteristics of human nature come out, you know, and predominantly it's always selfishness. It's always self-preserving, proclaiming this, this, you know, I'm gonna do me type of thing, and yet it's almost always self-destructive. When and when a whole culture has that mentality, without any guidance or morality, it's always destructive, and it's not good. You know what I mean? It is. I mean, like my aunt, she had three kids. And like one of them, maybe even two, genuinely had some some problems. Like, you know, one of them got meningitis when he was a baby. And he had like a complex to where like he's older, but mentally he's like about six or seven years younger than what he is upstairs. You know, like it's just. He's kind of sad. But then she had two other kids. And I guess what it is is maybe they didn't need to be medicated as much. Like one of them definitely did. But the other ones, I think it was just part of that system. Like you you medicate the kids 
you go to like the behavioral scientists, you know, and then you get that check. I have yeah, I and grew up the check in that comes every month and I mean it's not it's I hate just, that it's so much. just <laughs> enough. It's enough money to pay your rent and to yeah, buy it's just enough money to get by and if you alter course of what that program says that mo- you you're threatened by having that money removed, and then and then and then if you're barely making it, if you're barely making enough money, and, and you're struggling. The only way that you get that benefit is if you quit your job. So it's yeah, a trap. And try it's to do something trap. better, but it's like you figure out you just fall into a rut. It's a trap. It's a, it's a. See, I have. I want to give society the benefit of the doubt so what i'm going to say alex jones likes to say this is the globalist plan george soros you know hillary clinton the democrat the dnc you know that he wants to say this is planned i want to say that this is just misguided ignorance i just want to say these people like might have the right idea but they don't understand the consequences the philosophical human nature consequences of taking away struggle and how important struggle is and what it does for the human character. And it's like the reason why we became so great is because of struggle. Anybody that's invented anything that is great never came from like some rich family. You know, there might be, don't get me wrong, but the yeah. greats that are noted in history are come from poor, come from a very poor background. They come from struggle, strife, mentally, physically. That's important. It's human nature, and when people, um, I'm going on a rant. Sorry. Hey, I like. Hey, I called up Reverend Rager tonight. I was looking for that. Unfortunately, we started off kind of on a slow note, but uh, I was so happy to hear you on the other show with Ray and Jay. Because you went, you went dark for like three or four months, man. The show kind of fell off, and I was just like, "Well, I hope fucking Tony's okay." <laughs> and I hadn't heard from you. Yeah, so, I made a decision. I I had to just stop everything and just do one thing. And so I just stopped the podcast because I didn't want to be on the show and, and be all negative and angry. And it was hard to get, you know, other guests, new guests, new new conversation topics. Like I was just hitting a dead end. I was going I was going really dark. And I and and then, you know, after she you know, it fucked me up because she was cheating on me the whole time. Yeah. And, you know, especially for that guy. And that fucked me up for a while, you know. It hurt. Yeah. And it just took, it, I just took some time, you know. Some, it took a little bit of drugs for a little bit. And then and then I stopped that. And then I got more healthy. And I got on some, uh, you know, some mental health supplements. And that's been working so far. Can, but, I, can I ask you a weird question, Tony? What's up? Now, this one's going to be kind of funny because I said something to Ray, and I don't like to talk behind people's backs, so I'm just going to ask you because I thought it was funny. On the last episode that you did with Ray and Jay, about halfway through, like I think it was either right before or right after you went on your Donald Trump rant, uh, did you suck on an air duster? God damn it. Yes, I did. You are a fucking audio. Oh, shit. I didn't think anybody was going to pick that up. That's one of my favorite things. Like, I haven't uh, done it in years, and it's just, I remember the rush from it, but the sound that it made your voice used to make me laugh got, so goddamn hard. Got, uh, 
And you said, you said, oh, damn. <laughs> and I text Ray, and I heard, like, the yeah. thing kind of go off, because I heard, like, you pull the thing, so I heard, like, a Yeah. And then they were talking, and then you didn't say shit. You coughed for a minute, and then you just go, oh, damn. <laughs> and I said, uh, I sent Ray a fucking video. I said, did Tony suck on an air duster? And he was like, I don't fucking know. I said, I think he did. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those things oh, are I, intense. Geez, I go through these phases of, of, of substance abuse, you know, they deal with shit. I didn't and like it's mostly it. boredom, to be, be honest with you. Most of my substance abuse, like right now, alcohol and weed, it's because I have that, dude, I have absolutely nothing to do. I do nothing. Like, I've... I've I used to bitch and complain about it on the show constantly, and now I've gotten to this point where I'm good. You know what I mean? I just get, I just need enough weed and at least two beers, two tall cans, and I'm good. I don't need anybody. I don't need to go out. I don't need you know. I just sit here, play Xbox, watch Netflix or Hulu. You know what I mean? I and, and it's a it's a great feeling because I've never been this person before. I've always needed somebody to occupy space with me and now i don't i don't like i'm i only got one person one person and it's my it's my booty call for like the past 10 years some shit longer than that probably like 11 years well shit tony that's all you need she's probably gonna come over in a little bit she's actually gonna come over in a little while but you know that's it and i'm not i'm not searching and like when i when when i see a hot girl like i have this moment where i'm like oh that's nice and then I go straight to, man, she's probably somebody's girl. She probably is slut. She probably texting, yeah. texting all these other niggas too. Seems like, like a lot of work. <laughs> I'm at the point where I just, I'm just like, no, this is the he-man woman haters club, bro. I don't want nothing to do with you bitches right now unless you're giving it up. That's it. No, that's it. No conversation. No kissing and hugging. Nothing. Hey man, you know I mean? be honest. That's all you can be. You're not looking right now. I understand not doing anything, man, because it's kind of what I do. Like, I work from, you know, 7 till about 5, 6 o'clock in the evening. And then I come home so my wife can go work for a couple hours. And that's when I get to hang out with the kid. I make dinner. I give him a bath. I put him to bed. I do that every day, Monday through Friday. Saturday night. I fucking, I'll do my podcast if I can, either during the daytime or at night. And then Sunday is when we all get to hang out and kind of do our own thing. But that's it. Like, we pay bills and we fucking, we don't do shit. I'm cool with that. You know, I'm not mad. It's, it's. Because you are doing something, though. Yeah. You are doing something, though. You know what I mean? It's not like you have, it's not like you have uh, nothing. Like, in a literal sense. It gets a little mundane. Because, I mean, I've been doing the same shit for like six years. I just drive a truck. I mean, I see crazy different shit during the daytime. So that does help, like, being able to see. It's getting a lot more dangerous with people. Uh, We have some terrible drivers here, Tony. And I know you got some over on your side of the country, too. Every driver in California is a terrible driver. These guys. Every driver thinks. Every in California, everyone thinks their life is the most important life. So you got to imagine how people drive. The cell phones are going to be really bad, man. They're getting so much worse. 
and people are, I've heard other people wear this out, but it's it's got to be true now. It's more it's worse than drunk driving. People texting and driving or looking at their fucking phone. You know why? It's because it's a literal addiction. That's why I cut I cut my Facebook off, and I only have Twitter and Instagram right now. And I think it's a good I think it's a good uh, cut off. It, just Facebook in general, because like being on Facebook would just piss me off, dude. It just make me fucking angry because you know there'd be people on there that I've been friends with for a very long time, and I you know I see them always out and doing things, and then I get pissed off. It's like you know I I'm a nobody now. Nobody wants to hang out with me, and then I start judging myself on this stuff. But so being off of it is nice because you don't you don't get all fucking insecure and self conscious because I know the the mm-hmm. reason why that. The reason why that we don't hang out is because um, I grew. Like everyone knows, like you. Do you know that my old nickname was Dexter, right? Yeah, have I told you that? It was what now, Vector? Dexter. Dexter. Like the uh, like the serial killer guy. Yeah, like that. Okay. But based on the cartoon, Cartoon Network. Like Dexter's Lab. Yeah. Because I'm smart. I've always been smart my whole life. Didi, you are so stupid. (laughs) I think, wasn't that the kid that played Chucky on the Rugrats? I think it was, the voice. Yeah, yeah, it was actually a girl. Was that? A woman. It was a woman, yeah. I I meant it was the same voice that, like, the the kid that played Chucky on Rugrats. Also, fucking, did you We're going to start up my show. You excited about that? I am. I know you're gonna have to tell me like what was. Can I can I get an episode of the original show? Because I don't think I met you until after you stopped it. I think if you Google GSMH podcast episode, you might be able to find something. But it was on ZenCast. Maybe I can hit up ZenCast and and see if he still has mine archived because he likes me a lot. You might have archived my show like you did with Ray. How many episodes did you get in on that one? Oh, like 120-something. Fuck. Yeah, dude, that show was like three years strong, dude. It was a good fucking show. But I, like me and the other guys got into it, and we pretty much, they, they bounced. And I and the only way I could do that show is if I had co-hosts. I can't do that show without two, get, two co-hosts. Because there needs to be two other personalities other than my own. Like, there was Fredo. He was the contrarian, the negative, the the dark humor guy. Then you had Clicks. He was this vegan graffiti artist, Mexican guy, you know. And he would, he would always come in with these, you know, little quips out of nowhere. And, it was, you know, it was always funny. It was always funny. You had me, basically, as I am, how you know me, ranting and going on, you know, rants and shit it was a good show it was a great show I, I miss doing it and I want to do a podcast it's just uh, after everything that's been happening in my life I've lost inspiration and motivation so you think maybe yeah, you'll find it again that's what I'm trying to do I'm trying to find it again I'm trying to find some type of spark so that I can uh get back into that grind mode that I was in because right now I'm just uninterested as my basic mood with life. 
Just, I mean, <laughs> just blah. Meh. Yeah, it's like, I guess you gotta fucking do it. It's like, if I don't have to do it, I'm not gonna fucking do it. But if I have to, I'll do it reluctantly, you know? Man, I don't... I wish I had two years of of episodes under my belt to be able, like, because I, I wonder how long it would be before you do run out of, like, topics and shit to talk about or just... Some of that, the, that, the shows that, that go on forever, that, I mean, obviously, yeah, like, you hear people repeat shit. Maybe it's just how much you repeat shit or how often. Like, obviously, well, it's, it's going to happen. That, it, it, comes, it comes down to experience current experience are you doing things to create experiences to talk about yeah. these are things that's 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 what caused our breakup mostly because we never did nothing we didn't do shit we met up once a week at my in my garage and we recorded and none of us did shit the whole week we all did the same shit every week we never went to a comic-con we never went to you know on a hike or some, we never did anything that would give us the opportunity create something to talk about oh, or one okay one yeah, person yeah. one or one person isn't interested in politics or one person doesn't want to talk about this or one you know what i mean it was it was it was very limiting they like neither one of them wanted to show their face on youtube and you know they were worried about their careers and i was just like it, it became i was just like <laughs> became uh. a nuisance it couldn't grow. There was no room for growth, so that was another big issue with that. I'm and then I tried doing yeah. narcissism. I'm obviously not too worried about my career. I put a picture of my ball sack on my Twitter page this morning. Uh, you haven't got blocked? You haven't got shut down yet? Damn. Dude, they put hardcore porn on Twitter now. A picture of my nutsack is the least of their worries. <laughs> and I got a pretty nutsack. <laughs> it was hairy, though. It was a bad picture. But it was supposed uh, to be. It was supposed to be offensive and funny, and I think I nailed was it. it. Good. <laughs> Good. There's a show I listen to, and they do this thing called Flat Drunk. It's the wheelbarrow full of dicks internet radio program. <laughs> wheelbarrow full of dicks. I like that. And uh, it's a, it's a good show, man. They have this thing that. They actually did before Howard Stern. I think they said that they they got the idea too, and they did a thing called like Flat Ronnie or something like that. Or basically, uh-huh. you get a picture of the person, and you just put them like a sticker, and you just stick it somewhere that looks cool, and you take a picture of it. So like I did one the other day. It's like a little cutout of this guy character from the show. So then people like put them next to whiskey bottles, you know, or they hide them on a shelf next to some presents at Christmas time. Like it's just, you know, you make like a funny little thing with this little cardboard cutout. Yeah, kind of like an elf on a shelf. Yeah, and so that was the deal. I did one the other day. I went to take a piss at this Walmart bathroom, and there was a tampon dispenser in there. <laughs> so I fucking propped him. Went in the, the girls' shelf. room. No, it was like oh, a gender neutral now, huh? I guess it was, but that was the thing is it had like a a con or not a condom, a condom machine like dispenser, but for tampons and shit. And I was just it's like, that's room, that's kind of funny. So yeah, I it's stuck him on there. Room. What's that? Were there any urinals? Uh, no, just one toilet in a stall. So maybe it was a unisex bathroom. It was like the uh, the shop bathroom for the tire. You know. Oh, like a one, like it's small enough for a toilet? Yeah, but like an employee's only bathroom. Okay. 
But yeah, so that was the deal. And this morning, I don't know what happened, man. I just, you know, as a dude, <laughs> you got your nutsack. And I remember when phones first came out. You remember when phones first, camera phones, and people, your buddy would take a picture of his ball sack and like try to put it on your home screen or some shit. And then you would pick your phone up and be like, oh, God. And then you try to change it, but they changed the language to like German. And now yeah, <laughs> or they change your password. Oh, when they change the language to, like, Chinese, it's the fucking worst. You can't even try to decipher that shit, you know? You can can almost decipher fucking German, you know? You just have to have a little common sense. You can't fucking almost decipher German. Get the fuck out of here, Tony Rager. (laughs) There are, like, 17 letters in a word that, like, has four letters here. There's no correlation to words. Yeah. Maybe a couple. I'll give you that. Like it's like Spanish. Spanish. There are some words that you can cancel. Has got to be close to nine. <laughs> That's what I was like. It's so crazy. I can't imagine somebody looking at a German word like Hammerschlüttenfliegen and going, "Oh, that means uh, cabin." <laughs> Bagel. <laughs> what? What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> fish sticks and tater tots. I swear to God, it's what it said. Did you know? Like, I've said this before. Did you know that, like, the sign language that we have here is, like, American English sign language and their sign languages for other languages? Uh, I feel like you have told me this before. I feel like you have told me this because I feel like I I thought sign language was universal. And someone corrected me, but I don't know who. Can you imagine German sign language? I bet you that would be a very violent sign language. That that'd be like you need to maintain a five, five, uh, you know, foot radius of this individual because they're gonna be, you know, hey, a fucking karate chop and shit. It would take forever. They're very serious in their, you know, when when they. Yeah. <laughs> they're very militant when they spell shit. They're just like, hey, hi, whoosh. They proud about their valve. <laughs> oh man, I was looking at Twitter yep. before I uh, called you, and I saw uh-huh. a, a thing that happened apparently in Colorado. This, um, I'm, I don't want to say fat, but she's she's a little on the overweight side. Just kind of a big girl, probably <laughs> in her. Uh, We'll say 30 to 40s, somewhere in there, right? Movie theater. She got assaulted real bad inside her face. <laughs> really? Apparently. Because she's a liberal? Because she was at... She's having politics in someone's face? She was at a fucking movie theater, and behind her, there were some black girls that were... Oh, I hate those situations, Being man. black chicks. Oh, my God. Apparently, they were being really rambunctious and, like, climbing over the seats and, like, talking crazy to each other. So she asked them to chill out. You never do that. That's her first mistake. You don't do that. She asked them to chill out. You get up and move. Then she shushed them. Oh, my God. What is this girl's problem? Then... Oh my God! She said, and this is the thing: they didn't put this part into the end because now that they've shown the girl her fucked up face, where she got punched and kicked and everything, 
And, you know, then towards the end, it says she was attacked by a 16 to 20 year old black heavyset female. And it said, quote, what she said was, uh, what's wrong with you? And then the woman went crazy and started punching the shit out of her face. And then they, her friends or whatever, the other chick said that the white girl said, why are you acting so ghetto? And that was why she started getting the fuck beat out of her face. So it's like, people are, people are running their mouths a little bit. We're brave. <laughs> this Trump America think, motherfuckers. You know, are talking that's crazy. The, that's the type of person that never got their ass beat before. They don't know what it feels like. The person that has would have never done any of those things. Trust me, I know. I have been in that exact situation. I actually got punched in the mouth once by this black girl. Busted my mouth right open. Walking home from middle school. Got my mouth busted open. Running my mouth with this black girl. Something that I figured out just from having this kid is... It's really not cool to shush a grown person. It's really fucking annoying and it's really rude because now having shushed like my own kid and to sleep and shit like that, like it's basically like a direct authoritative, you know, like aggressive shut the fuck up kind of motion. When you say something, you're basically treating somebody like a child. Yeah. Or that's what it's taken as, even if you don't realize it. So all I'm saying is be careful before you shush somebody in a fucking movie theater. <laughs> because you, you might get your fucking head punched slash kicked slash assaulted. <laughs> people, people don't understand culture. Like, granted, this is America. There is, there is an American culture. It's an idea. You know, it's a collective idea. But... This nation is broken up in so many different subcultures that are so vastly different in accent and, you know, dress and background, all this shit. Nobody takes any of that into account. I think people, I think people back in the days did, but when this whole political justice shit started, it ruined everything. It ruined it all. I think social media is what ruined it, if we're being honest, man. It's when people started caring more about themselves and their self-promotion versus having to be interested in other people and what's going on. It's good and it's bad, though, because it, it also brought us information in a way we've never had it before. Yeah. But then again, yeah. that opened the door to false information. Fake news. Now, <laughs> now we're Now we're evolving... Overstimulated with you know, fucking football and MMA and porno, and you got a computer in your pocket, and it's really easy to just pull it out and go into your own little world. Yeah. And why would you give a fuck about anything else when your own world is at your command and you can do whatever the fuck you want with that? Well, video games are the same way, those immersive ones. You live in your fucking world. And you don't fuck everybody else, you know? Like, it doesn't matter. I, I often stay away from those games because I'm scared that I'm going to get all caught up in it like that. I'm a little bit jealous, you know? Like, I I, I want to be one of these people that really don't give a fuck. That would be fun, I think, for a couple days. It would be nice, huh? <laughs> There's so much responsibility. 
And anybody that has them knows what I'm talking about. Like, if you're a responsible person, it's hard to see somebody else that can literally just go, well, fuck it. <laughs> and it is. It's frustrating. You're like, well, fuck it. Just like that, like, whatever. And it's like, yep. I don't, I don't really judge the ones that don't have anything that should anchor them. Like, the ones that have no anchors, I am, I'm envious of them. I would love to do that, but I have anchors and responsibilities that's more important than myself. That's a good point. Like, I'm, I would be more jealous of people that don't have families and kids. Because the thing is, is when you live that way and you have a family, it makes for usually really poor decisions and poor living environments. You know, yep, you're staying with somebody's parents, parents or you're fucking, yeah, it's, it's gross and shit gets weird. And then you're not providing, and it turns into an ordeal, and it's just like mm-hmm. the child turns out all fucked up. It's a lot of that. We're gonna have some fucked up people come out of the uh, the next couple generations, man. I think I think my generation of parents is killing it right now. I think it, I think everyone that I grew up around, is, I think the majority of us. They grew up where I grew up that have kids. I think we're going to do a good job raising them. I think just being there is going to be a big part of it. Yeah. You know? It's just, just completing the cycle, you know, because there's a cycle of fatherless families, fucked up, broken families, and then children growing up refusing to live, to, you know, have a child and put their put that child through that. The majority of us, with information and everything, you know, easy as far as welfare is now, it, I feel like, you know, the next few generations are going to be stronger. Maybe the next one, at least, if technology doesn't ruin us. I saw this show on National Geographic last night. It's called uh, Without a Net. And it was talking about the difference between school funding for, you know, certain areas versus others. And how some schools have so much funding between the local state taxes, the federal taxes, um, you know, the sales tax in that area based on, you know, what that is just to help out. Anyway, the point was some schools are, you know, really supporting and trying to get behind the technology wave. Some schools give all the kids iPads and fucking computers and shit like that. Oh. And then some schools, there's five computers and shitty Wi-Fi. And there's no way to really fix it. So there's like a lot of kids that are getting kind of left behind. And it's like, obviously, we're going to evolve towards technology because that's what happens. Yeah. And it's fucked yeah, up that it, some people are getting full-blown exposure with the yeah, hardware it, that they need, with the teachers even knowing how to do the shit, as opposed to teachers that just, well, take out your pads and draw some shit. Like, it's, you know, there's different levels of knowing what to use as far as making that a tool and not just a, a pastime. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I, I currently, I see the importance of the, the new world that's going to be, you know, the next 50 years. You know, because I'm sure in the 50s they didn't imagine that we'd have the stuff that we have now. So I got to imagine there's going to be a lot of things. So 
I can't necessarily cut technology out of my children's life, but I can limit it and, and then also introduce them to, you know, the old way of life, hunting, being, you know, self-sufficient with eggs and animals and how to plant food and, and how to use their imagination, especially their imagination, because the imagination is the most important aspect of human nature. It's what made us so great. It's why we invented so much and, and you know, just simply imagination is what gives us empathy. Because without imagination, you couldn't imagine what it's like to be in anyone else's shoes. So... That's a good point. That's a really good point. I uh, I feel that I can be very empathetic. You know, if, like, if somebody tells me a story or something, or they, you know, I feel like in my life I've experienced enough different things that I can channel pretty well, and I can actually like. I had an incident recently with. I'm not going to get into it, but it just, like, I started crying, like, if I can just reading the story and how everything panned out, yeah. and I just was like, God damn. Yeah, but other situations, I can be hard as a fucking rock. I can look you dead in your face and tell you some shit you need to know, you know, if it's, if we got a problem or if, you know. Yeah. It's just two very different yeah. things. It's a dichotomy. It's a balance. I, I guess. I guess in the American Western sense of, of of what our culture would say, the standard of a man is a man that is fully in tune with his emotions and and can you know put his life on the line at a moment's notice. And you know, it's the under. That's what courage is: is the understanding, like being scared, but still understanding. You know, you know, self sacrifice and all that. It gets pretty deep. Human nature is fucking. It, it's a. It's a. I think that's what Nietzsche meant when he said, "Don't, you know." I'm a. I'm a. I'm a paraphrase, but basically, don't stay too long in the abyss. Don't look too long into yourself, you know, because eventually, you can, that's where I'm close to. I'm close to this point of darkness, where I'm mostly filled with hate, and the only love is my two children. That's it. If it wasn't for them, it would be pure hatred. And then I could become a villain in no time. You know what I'm saying? I do. I know exactly what you're saying. Appeared too long into the abyss, bro. My family, I think, kind of saved me. Not to say that I was just completely crazy when I met them. It's just I was at a point where I really wasn't going anywhere. Anywhere good. And... I have other members of my family that are the same age that are, you know, they're in prison or just living in a trailer still or whatever. It's like I'm in a very different place. It sucks because it took me so long to get here. This is where a lot of people are. I mean, if you're at least taking care of yourself and, and motivated and you can get through college, this is where you should be by, I'd say, 26 and I'm 30, so I mean, it's like I'm four years behind. And I've got another couple years just to kind of work off some debt. And hopefully I can move to like the next step. Maybe get a different job, you know, try to focus more on some other coast. Because I really want to spend time with the kid. I noticed yeah, now I'm important. going 10 hours a fucking day. Like every day he's a little older. 
And it grows so fast, dude. It grows so fast. It's so crazy. Let me tell you something. That kid is like probably one of the only things I've really loved in a long time. Like I love my wife, and I know that I want to spend the rest of my life with her. But like it makes you into a person again. And I have mm-hmm. moments, dude, where it's like it's so scary because, like, I'm like, "Fuck," you know, because they they fucking push you, and they scream, and you're just kind of like, "I don't know what to do." Like, you start to kind of lose your fucking mind. Yeah, moments. You have to kind of just tune yourself back in and get your shit together and work it out. That's why weed is so convenient, you know. I I don't know I don't know if I could handle my son if I didn't have weed to be honest with you my son is I'm so I'm dreading his future it's scary you know it's gonna be hard not saying he's mentally handicapped but his behavior and the fact that he doesn't live with me 100% of the time anymore so now he's in two, two separate families he gets treated two different ways. Yeah. He's not, he, he, it doesn't look good for him. And there's nothing I can do. You know, I'm not going to compromise my, you know, my set of standards because of that. I think it's important that he experiences some, you know, strictness, I guess you want to call it that strictness. I don't know. It's a bummer. But it is what it is, man. Like, People have endured worse. People have gone through worse than that. It's not really that big of a deal, to be honest with you. Like, if we take away the human emotion, think of it just primitively, and it's not that good. Not that big of a deal. It'll be all right. It's sink or swim. You know? Yeah. It's the equivalent of your kid needing to know how to swim, and you throw them in a lake. Like, some things you just do, or you, you know what I mean? Like, it's... That yeah, is what it is, man. I've already come to terms with it. it. It's nice, you know. I got my my mental, chemical shit balanced out, and uh, I know you've heard me talk about it in the other show and stuff. But it's pretty nice today, man. And yesterday, well, like, damn, I was fucked up because of my cat, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I had a, I came home twice. I skipped. I skipped so many houses, man. I could, I just like couldn't find myself to stop, and I fucking hate that part of me. I hate that self-defeatist, weak, giving up part of me. See, and I then hate, I, I got high. Then I got high. Then I was fine. I hate the part of me that just deals and doesn't like change. Kind of like the opposite of what, like, you don't like the fact that you're sporadic and, uh, not sporadic, what's the word? Like, um, spontaneous, maybe is a better word. Like, you'll just do stuff. You know, you'll, if you don't fucking like a job or something, you'll just walk on it and just be like, whatever, man. Yeah. I've always, like, gone down with the ship, like, to a fault, like, work for bullshit pay and just, all right, man, all right. I think that's probably the worst part about the whole, you know, getting smacked around as much as I did as a kid. Like, it, uh, you know, yeah. it's an, author- an authoritarian, and it's a female. 
there's like another level because like they can legitimately beat the shit out of you and you can't do anything about it. Like you can't hit them back. It's so weird because I was thinking recently like that would be like a perfect girl for me. <laughs> a grandma? You know I mean? like, no, not a grandma. A grandma <laughs> that smacks you no, around? It's like, a, it's like a strong woman that can, that can basically make me submissive. And, and like if... I were to ever find a woman that could submit me, then that would be the woman worth being with. You, you know what I mean? You need the one that's going to turn you over when you get all rowdy and put, put you on your back and hold you there. Like, I, I mean, like submit me mentally. You know what I mean? Like make me feel dominated. Well, how old are you, Tony? Yeah, love. Uh, I'll be 29 next month. You could probably find that. I don't think so. I don't do shit. I don't go out. She's gonna have I don't, to I don't be social she, media. She's gonna have to be in her forties at least. At least I would yeah. love that. In her fifties, bro. Fuck yeah, rich as fuck in her fifties. I eat that old ass dusty ass coochie all night. That's right. Oh, and she pays my bills. And she's my podcast going. <laughs> my first one was forty something when I was in my twenty. We started it when I was eighteen. Yeah. So it's really yeah, eighteen about that. to twenty-two. No, that was really weird, man. Like, and then it just kind of kept happening. Like, I've. <laughs> it's funny because I put up, I changed my name a couple weeks ago to "I fucked your mom." Yeah, I just thought it was funny, and uh, somebody said something to me like that, like, "Oh, you fucked all of our moms," and I was like. I did. Sorry. And I just was being a smart ass. Then I stopped and thought about it. And I was like, man, <laughs> women, like white women, in there between like 38 to 45 has been like a target demographic for me, like an unhealthy amount in my fucking my sex <laughs> life. I think I probably like nailed down five or six of them. Damn. Yeah, I mean, all yeah. in their different crazy way. Like they were all fucking nuts. Like even they're all, than, all like, of them are nuts. They're all, all women nuts. are nuts. I want all these women to hate me. But here's the thing: twenty-year-old women are nuts. Fucking four-year-old women are double nuts. They've literally yeah. been on the earth twice as long. Nuts. <laughs> so. They're like old as fuck. The, the not crazy ones are like eighty and shit. <laughs> <laughs> those, uh, hey, I tell you what, the over forty ones, those are the ones that like to fuck though. <laughs> and that was my thing is I had like I had a little bit of an obsession and they get all fucking they get all fired up. I told my wife, like she's a few years from it. She's like, uh, Oh, you think I'm old and da da and I was like, Nah, it's like you're aging like fucking wine and I said about another five years, it's gonna be all like Donkey Kong. I'm a juice bag coochie. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking on. She's gonna be right. Chicks hit like a new a new gear when they get into. The, I love it, man. It's always been like kind of neat to see it happen. You know, it's like she's fucking hitting that second win, <laughs> and I shit's fitting to get like, real. I haven't been with anyone over forty. Oh man, <laughs> it's like I think when you get to that point in your life. You've you've That's experienced fair. enough that you know that there's no reason to bullshit. If you want to fucking go get you a piece of 
whatever, you go get it. If you want to yeah, go on a trip, you go do it. You know, most of them are at least uh, weary. Weary is that the word? Privy. You got. They know yeah, at pri- least how privy. to how to survive in the world because they've done it for yeah. at least that long, right? Yeah, I think the game's got to evolve. It's going to change. I, I don't know if it's going to regress or or the the whole thing's just going to change, but. Dating right now is almost damn near impossible, man. Well, it's all online now. Like, le- yeah, legit, legitimate. Shit. See now, like, I think when because I was on Tinder recently and I wasn't getting anybody swiping on me, and yet I know for a fact I ain't ugly. All right, and I have plenty of compliments. And then, well, before I had my Tinder, like I had girls I would talk to, and they would be surprised that no one would talk to me. And then this time, no one talked to me. So I think they, I think girls aren't swiping on me because of the way that I look. Because they probably assume that I'm a player and I get all the girls. And what they don't understand is that almost every girl is thinking that same thing. Thinking the same thing. But I ain't getting no bitches, man. I ain't getting no bitches. I just have the one booty call. And she's going to bring me some carne asada fries. I don't know if y'all know what that is. But it's the greatest goddamn invention ever. <laughs> it sounds fucking delicious. It is. It's fucking great. So, well, you did Tinder. And you just said you just didn't get... Did you have, like, a filter set up, man? Like, were you looking for only chicks, like, it's 20? Like, 80 to 50. 80 to 50, right? <laughs> At a 50-mile 50, a 50 radius. And I live in California, okay? So, damn. 50 miles is significant. That's a lot of people and a lot of square footage. I got you. Yeah. Okay, so... Before I deleted it, before uh, I only I went on one date with the girl from Tinder. Remember, I was talking about it before. Hang on a second. Uh, that was from last year when I was on Tinder. That wasn't even from this year. And that was the only date that I ever achieved out of Tinder. It was from a year ago. So this time, I only talked to like four girls, and it was like some boring ass, weak conversation that didn't go anywhere. It was like these girls were expecting me to offer them money or something. It was weird. Maybe you just had the wrong fucking site, man. Yeah. Maybe it's like you got to go to like Plenty yeah. of Fish or fucking. No. I was on Plenty of Fish. Plenty of Fish is whack as fuck, too. Hmm. I'm telling you, the culture has changed because I remember when I was on MySpace and the early days of Facebook and the early days of Plenty of Fish. I was getting mad pussy. It was easy. But you got to understand, people People start to, you know, they catch on. They become yeah, yeah, pretty. Yeah. They, they, catch, they see the sign. And then it gets to a point where it's like, well, how the fuck do I do this now? And it's almost impossible. Well, the only fine. way to do it is to meet someone at a bar, I guess. But you have to go to bars. And if you meet a girl in the bar, you got to automatically assume that it's going to turn out to be a bad situation. Yeah, y'all are going to get drunk and fuck. And then you're going to get that phone call. Yeah, buddy. That's what... I started talking about some shit the other day. And it had to do with, you know, the... Uh, like, teachers having sex with the kids. The fucking lady teachers banging the younger dude students. That's natural, man. If you go back to primitive nature, that shit's natural. I'm not going to get into it because it was kind of a weird thing. But it's always one, weird. One thing that that I did come away with it was, to me, um, 
it seemed more like like I could understand that more with females as opposed to the other way around. I don't think that's okay at all. Like, yeah, I think that, well because the men the 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 the, the primitively, you know, the the guys are post pubescent. They're already in puberty. They're already men. You know, by uh, bio, uh, biologically, they're already men. You know. And if they were back in the day when there was no society or culture, they would have already been fucking. And that's why um, pedophiles, pedophile is prepubescent. That is children, like not even of age to bear children. That's sick. That's like a weird sickness. But once, once, like, if we were cavemen, once you hit puberty, it's fair game, you know? Yeah. That's why I don't, I think. Some people, when they get those urges, it's just almost, you know, I'm pretty sure you, anybody listening can understand what that feels like. That urge you just can't resist, like going back to an ex and fucking her. And you know this is a fucking mistake, but that pussy's so good. No, that's, I think most people have probably been in a situation like that. Personally, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I have, for sure, man. Well, I guess the the point that I came away with it, like that was kind of the way I saw it, was just I think men are more predatory when it comes to sex, and they do it because they can, because it's a physical thing, and they just want to fuck some chicks. It's yeah. more like they will have some kind of an emotional connection. Now, they might be a flat-out narcissist, just a fucking hose hound, and oh. just love getting dicked down by fucking teenagers, and hey, I get it. <laughs> But I'm saying for the most point, you know, it's going to be a lady who at least has some kind of an emotional attachment to these kids. Yeah. In my opinion. And with issues and post and pre-issues, you know, most likely molestations, you know, it's almost always the culprit. Oh, yeah. No. Well, another point that I came away from it was if I was a young person nowadays with the way things happen to where, you know, you could fucking... I would totally bone my teacher. I tried, man. I really wanted to a couple times. I think I would be more apt to have sex with an older woman who is just wanting to get dicked down versus trying to play the game with a younger chick who could potentially ruin your life if for some reason you guys get sideways on some shit. Even if y'all been dating for months. You know what I'm saying? You fuck around, you bust one off in there. She could turn around and be like, "He raped me." And yeah. See, this, this is the, the the downfall, man. This is the this is what Nietzsche scary. was predicting. That this this culture that we're living in now is what the culture that we're living in now is the culture that Nietzsche predicted that would be the downfall of humanity. Is this culture that we're in now? It's like pure nihilism. Nobody gives a fuck, man. It's all about selfishness always it's there's no boundary and if you want a society with creatures like us to survive we need to live by a code a structure that's gonna you know just fucking willy-nilly sex sex is meant for reproduction right and for the the species to be strong people need to breed but then people people are now don't want to have kids Nobody wants to have families. People want to be a fucking unicorn. These fucking, these kids aren't even fucking anymore. Yeah, no, that's a problem. 
Like they don't want to. That I don't... means we're gonna have to fuck when we're old, dude. You understand that? I mean, I'm gonna, I'm willing it's to take the. Gonna have, fucking... like, I'm gonna have to have another kid when my son turns eighteen. It's a huge responsibility, if I... but if if I'm gonna have to do some fucking, I guess it we're is gonna have to populate the society with some fucking real thinkers. Because let me tell you, because nobody fucking thinks. Oh, I, I ride. I'm I'm like a mil. I'm like a drill sergeant when it when it comes to intellect with my daughter. When it comes to the very basic structure of being an intelligent person, oh, I cut her no slack. I cut her no slack. I don't allow her to play dumb at all. Yeah. Figure you know? it out. Because- <laughs> Hit you with some knowledge, girl. <laughs> I drop knowledge on her all the time, but it's, it's just you know I it's knowing what I know and and understanding the world the way that I understand it through the way that I see the world. It's I've always talked about this yin and yang shit, right? Yeah. There's this balance that you have to have a balanced understanding of both the good and the bad. And you have to be able to calmly rationalize that, those things in order to be successful in life, to choose the best outcome. You know, essentially, on a subatomic fucking quantum physics level, oh, shit. be able to keep their cool. You know what I mean? I do. I think that if you don't know what bad is then you can't really appreciate good yeah that's fair like it's just you don't like you were saying earlier with struggle like it's part of life it's part of being successful it's like if you don't know what the end game could be if you don't do something to improve the situation then you you just won't and you'll just yeah. you'll kind of float i think I wonder if I have to I have to Google this, but if the, if this isn't a thing, I'm gonna coin it. I'm gonna call it the the um shit. I lost it. <laughs> You're gonna call it the not a goddamn thing, Tony. <laughs> what was we talking about again? God damn it! God damn it! Like like I'm I can feel it floating around my head. Like ooh, it's gonna get me. Get it it's right there. Hey, grab that thought, bro. It's right there over here. What was the thing? Can you remember? You can't remember, huh? <laughs> Man, we were talking about. Ah, fuck, dude. Whatever. All right. You'll figure it out. Maybe when uh, you listen back, you can. Uh, you'll get it. You'll be like, "Hey, it was this one thing." Yeah, I said, okay, we were talking about yin and yang, and I said you can't truly appreciate bad or good unless you do bad and if you never experience bad ever then you really don't strive for anything and you just kind of float that was what I said yeah that pretty much sums it up like Nietzsche predicted this future he did this future that we're in and it only changes when, when we understand the people that are creating these conflicts right now in our society, they have this belief that humans' preset function is inherently good. No. 
We're animals, it, man. Yeah, and and I think <laughs> you speak well-rounded. You have to have a great understanding of the beast within all of us, because we all have monsters. And if we if we learn about that monster at a young age and learn how to harness it and you know guide it, we can be very successful. I think that's what I was getting at. It sounds like I repeated myself for some reason. I don't know. I think you definitely will have a like a drive. I don't know a lot of people that actually become successful. Like I've met a lot of people that just stay down, like they just never get up. It just yeah, they don't even try. They're content. The people that that manage to get up, like something lights a fire under your ass, and I think it changes people and it makes them make things happen. So I guess it's good, man. You got to have that. You got to, you got to struggle a little. Struggle. Well, oh, 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 that was close. That was close. I'm close to back to what I was going to say. Something about evolution. Evolution. It's evolution, baby. Like It's like the evolution of, of, the evolution of well, I forgot what I was gonna say, but evolution requires struggle. You can't evolve unless there's something to evolve to. You cannot evolve unless there's a wall to climb. You know what I mean? Unless there is a fucking a stair to climb. You can't reach a higher level without an obstacle being in the way and you overcoming it. That's the only way that, that and and that's almost always a negative experience. That's the only way we become better. It is true, guess, like how your body changes over time. Yeah. Like if you, there's not sun, like sun, if there's too much sun, your skin will be darker, you know. Or fucking, yeah. I don't know, like your eye eyelids, fucking. If if it's really cold or sandy or something, like you get more protection. It's like if there's not some kind of hardship your body's dealing with, you won't develop. I wonder about body hair. You know, like some hair cultures have a lot, some it, don't. Huh? Some people, like culturally, can be uh-huh. very hairy versus some people that just aren't. And then, like, sometimes you'll get, like, people that are culturally should be hairy and they're not. You know, it's like hair, body well, hair think, is a very interesting thing, I think. I, well, hair is a, it's a protectant. That's all it is. It just right. protects us when we're vulnerable. And the, and the cultures that are hairy come from places where it can be extremely cold, like the desert. The desert at night can be extremely cold. You know, like the Vikings up in, you know, Scotland, Ireland, or whatever area they come from, that shit gets cold too. So I, I imagine that's the body evolved. Like Chinese people, I don't know if it's cold there. I don't fucking know anything about China, but they ain't got no fucking hair. Italians are hairy Italian girls used to have mustaches. Oh, shit. With that jet black lip hair, baby. Need to shave your old face, bitch. Yeah, I had this pool that recently I stopped going to. They had new new people move in. And this chick, you know, the, the owners before paid for like a month in advance for them. And then I, you know, I showed up to clean the pool and they came out like all bewildered and shit. And the pool was already clean. And this bitch had a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> she had a five o'clock shadow on her chin, man. They get fucking sideburns and eyebrows. This like just sucks, man. And, and, and she looked like a gamer girl. You know what I mean? She was heavy set. She was like 
oily, greasy hair with glasses. Yeah, and a mustache. Mm, basically. <laughs> and, it's, and it's basically her diet, dude. I bet you it's just like junk food. It's junk food. It's junk food. And, you know, she probably just like, I have a glandular problem. No, bitch. No, your body's trying to survive with that fucking <laughs> corn syrup you're pouring down your fucking throat. Your body hates you, Pam. I'm sorry to tell you, but you're really not doing yourself you, any Take care of yourself. Your body will love you. I get I get my body what it needs, and it's been helping me so far. So I need to stop. I had garbage food. I had jail food today, Tony. And it was... Oh. My wife recently told me that, you know, we need to buckle down, and shit's going to be tight. So I don't know. When I hear that, I go into, like... I go into like broke mode mm-hmm. and I start making like fucking mayonnaise sandwiches and shit. <laughs> you know, I'm not really. I, I had self control, man. I ate some like fucking it, sardines. Like I just, I try to get myself uh, back to like, I can eat uh, garbage if I have to. Today sardines. I had, I had two packs of chicken ramen noodles, right? Uh-huh. Just top ramen. With the the seasoning, I put some sriracha and a little bit of this green dragon sauce, some chopped oh, garlic. No. I put that shit in a bowl. I put like a handful of sharp cheddar cheese and a can of tuna fish with salt and pepper. Oh, yeah. And I ate that shit, Tony. I fucking I sat there. I'm not a fan of sharp. I'm not a fan of sharp cheddar. I like sharp. I like to have a little bit. Nah, man, I gotta have a little. Look, I have a little stank on my cheese. See, I'm not. I've never been a fan of that. Of the stinky cheeses and the wines. Like I only like reds and fucking Moscato. That's it. I don't like. I don't like anything else. None of them fancy names. I think all the wine tastes like shit. Like, like people it. always baffled at me when I say that. Like I don't think wine tastes good at all. It's kind of like beer. Beer don't taste good. It's yeah, it's not great. After about two, it all just tastes the same anyway. Exactly, your, your tongue goes numb. I don't drink get beer. <laughs> I don't drink beer to taste beer. I drink beer to get drunk. Like yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I don't like understand. when I think people tasting wine, it's like they're dipping their glass to a fucking urinal at a fucking truck stop. Everyone's, you know what I mean? Like, hmm, sounds more like this guy was eating hot Cheetos. I fucking. I tell you what I do like as a grown man. One of my favorite things is cheese and crackers and like summer sausage on a plate. Dude, is, yeah, that's that's some white so, that's some white shit. Listen, isn't it? Let me tell it you is, what. isn't it? The let summer me. sausage and the fucking cheeses and the summer crackers. Oh, and, and uh, cheddar cheese and and Ritz crackers or saltine uh, crackers. But the nah, thing it's is, gotta be the Ritz. Gotta you be wanna be, or if you really want to be fancy, you get them goddamn club crackers, them rectangle. Oh, yeah, crackers. the rectangle ones. Yes, those are great. Those are buttery. They're perfect for cheddar, oh. like those block cheeses where you cut them, <laughs> and it's like the perfect size for that cracker. Anyway, Dog, I need to write a grocery shopping uh, list. You fucking go to like a wine and cheese. You get that fucking. Is it a charcuterie? Fucking what's the like the meat plate? Where it's like you get the prosciutto, the prosciutto, with the mozzarella cheeses and the fucking blue cheese. Mozzarella, the prosciutto. You get some grapes and some sliced apple. Dude, I love snacking and drinking. That's like one of my favorite things. 
So you fucking put me down with a with a plate with just a bunch of fucking like pepperoni or salami slices or fucking meat and cheese and crackers. I'll sit there and just shut the fuck up and I'll munch on shit and drink wine and get fucked up. <laughs> and then you don't stop. Yeah, that, you you don't ever stop. You don't ever get full. I don't ever get full. I just keep going until the shit's done. Oh yeah, I make happy plates. That's I don't not I don't never not eat all the food. What the fuck is that about? Like it's on my plate. I'm gonna eat it. That's some rich people shit, man. That's some poor people shit. <laughs> that uh, no poor people eat all their food. Rich people will I'm full, and they'll it'd be like a couple bites of a burger and be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Me and my wife were talking the other day about like '90s movies with kids, like kids movies, and then they would have a food fight. And then we both looked at each other and we were like, fucking food fight. Uh, in what planet would you fucking get in a situation where you start throwing food at people? Like, uh, even, uh, even well, um, guilty. I'm guilty right here. Get the I started, fuck. I started two food fights and participated in one extra in middle school. I guess in a school I, is where you like, you could do it without. Yeah, not in public, not at a fucking restaurant. Or yeah, if you start a house. fight in restaurants, it's gonna be an incident. Could you imagine seeing a food fight? Like it's it makes me so happy. He's at happy hour. So happy to think about somebody <laughs> chucking like half eaten burgers and chicken nuggets. Getting hit in the eye with a hot wing. It's just people pegging the shit out of each other with mozzarella sticks and fucking Fucking deep fried mozzarella sticks. And it's all fun and games until somebody throws a bottle of Heinz ketchup and just drills somebody in the fucking eye. A little baby. Some dude named Eric has to ruin it for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's always fucking Eric. He just chucks the shit and it just drills somebody. Ketchup goes everywhere and then it's not. (laughs) Too far, Eric. Too fucking far. (laughs) Jesus. Man. So yeah, fucking I don't know, like I wanna I wanna definitely try to hang out with with y'all and do the thing. I'm it sucks Jay couldn't make it tonight, but it's his birthday, so Jay Sandlin. He's always rubbing it in our face how good his life is. Jay Sandlin, I hope you're somewhere right now getting your dick sucked on your birthday. And if you're not, you should be. And Jay looks like someone that who doesn't enjoy that? He doesn't enjoy getting his dick sucked. And Jay, you don't look like you you enjoy that. You look Jay looks like he enjoys licking clits. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the first he question. He really Jay. does. Like if you look at him, he looks like he's happy to do it. Jay, he's like, you yeah, look no, like don't the worry. Guy who doesn't enjoy getting his dick sucked? You clit licking motherfucker. <laughs> That's gonna really. That's gonna make him want to be on a show. <laughs> right out the gate. <laughs> no, it's gonna be cool, man. Like I only spoke with him that one time, and uh, even now I've had to listen to it a couple times just to kind of be like, "What the fuck did we talk about?" It seems like you forget about your other podcast stuff. It's a conversation, man. You know, it's weird. Yeah. And then some it's stuff you remember like, you had the conversation, but like maybe somebody that you're talking to didn't listen to it, so it's like you bring it up again, and it's like, oh, I've already talked about this at nauseum. I'm sorry to keep 
saying yeah. this, but I don't know you, so I gotta. Oh yeah, by the well, way, you never know. The problem, yeah, the problem is you never know what that person's response will be because because uh, I could talk to a like-minded individual and share my ideas and get the same response, but if I talk to someone else that doesn't see the world the way we see it, it could offer me a different perspective that might alter my view and better my idea. You know? Yeah. Well, I think that's that's all you can ask for, man. You're just trying to learn as much as best, you can. Everybody. Yeah, you just you got to learn as much as you can about how many different ways the world works, so you can figure out what you need to do to make it work for you. Yeah, navigate. Ugh, life is tough. Life is a lot like Star Trek. It's a lot like Star Trek. Uh, I've been binge watching Star Trek. I'm on. I finished Star Trek: The Next Generation. Now I'm watching uh, Star Trek: Voyager. I haven't watched um, Deep Space Nine or, or Enterprise. Holy just, shit! You're watching like I, the whole. Guy watching everything. Season? Yeah, yeah. The whole show. Yeah, everything. I already watched all of the Next Generation, all seven seasons. Fuck. Now I'm on the fourth. I'm on the fourth season of Voyager. How many uh, episodes per season on those? Twenty, give or take. And they're an hour long. Uh, forty-five minutes, I think, or an hour, or half hour. I don't think they're an hour. See, I thought they were. It was an hour long show. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't. Well, forty-five. I think it's in the forty minutes because you have to take into account for commercials. commercials yeah, and back then they probably had a whole bunch too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's not. It's, they're not too long, but they're they're fucking great, man. They. All the shows that were made in the 90s still hold up today. Like, I finished Cheers. I finished watching Cheers. That shit was a good show. It still holds up. Star Trek still holds up. Culturally, on a cultural basis. I mean, there was an episode on Star Trek Voyager where... Oh, no. Never mind. Was it Star Trek Voyager? I don't know. but It's where they tackle cultural issues, but on an alien level. You know what I mean? Do you... Do you watch, uh, fuck. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, no. I, you were talking about different levels with Star <laughs> Trek. And what I was going to say is, you were talking about 90 shows and how they hold up. You said Cheers. And yeah. It made me think. Oh, no, like, that was 80s, 90s, 80s, 90s, yeah. Do you watch any cartoons at all? Like, from, from. Yeah. The, Yeah, fuck yeah. From the back in the days? I fucking love, like, Rocco's Modern Life, like Nickelodeon. (laughs) Yeah. And Doug and Rugrats and shit like that. Like, those shows make me so happy when I get to see them on TV now. Weird, huh? Some of them hold up so well. Like, Rocco's Modern Life, I think, is a perfect show. Well, now now that we're older and now that we can fucking understand what's going on you know there's so many hidden jokes in those shows yeah yeah and even on the disney channel bro even on the disney channel like my daughter will be watching some shit and i'll be watching it with her and they'll they'll have jokes that are like not meant for kids but it's like the way it's said it's funny you know unless you're perverted you wouldn't know i was watching the rugrats movie the other day i just turned it on 
and there were so many dick jokes. There was like three dick, like straight up dick jokes. <laughs> they were doing a sing along, like in the in the nursery of all the newborn babies, because in that one, there's when the, uh, the new baby comes. I think his yeah. name was Dill. Dill, yeah. So they're in like the nursery, and one of them was like, "They cut my umbilical cord," and the other kid looked in his diaper, and he was like, "Ha! Huh, you should fucking see what's going on here." It was something like that. So it was a straight up dick joke. There was a dick joke in the beginning, like where the uh, Tommy's dad was fighting with his brother, and there was a dick joke that got thrown in there, and I was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, yeah. this this was a mainstream. This is a fucking Rugrats movie. Like, this is the one that they actually picked to put in theaters. They're, yeah, they're just real dick jokes. Fuck it. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I swear. I think the nineties. The nineties uh, is the new retro. 90s are making a comeback. I hate that they're remaking all these 90s movies. It's really hurting my feelings. They should well, be remaking the shitty movies. Like, I heard somebody say that they the other day. They haven't Pet Cemetery or Cujo. I think they should remake shitty movies like The Rocketeer. That was what somebody said oh, the other day. Yeah. Or, fuck it, like, what's a a terrible movie like something you used to be like just do it over fucking the black stallion remake that shit the original dragon ball movie when they came out in movie theaters that needs to be redone immediately that was a fucking atrocious rendition of dragon ball that was the worst thing i ever seen in my life i could deal with like a a true to life resident evil reboot i think that'd be cool yeah, outside of the the fucking franchise franchise of that female, like whatever, do, it is, just do, do straight up, like redo of the original game in a sequence. Dude, I remember the game on PlayStation One when you go and you're in the mansion and you're going through the garden area and that giant fucking spider drops down. Yeah. That is the first thing that comes to mind when anybody says Resident Evil. That scared the shit out of me when I was playing that game, dude. I was probably like six. I remember the hunters. Like those are the like the enemies out of the whole game that it's just like fuck like those because they were like big and green. And there's a one sequence when you first encounter them is when you're making pretty good progress and you're running back to the thing and then you hit this door. Like you just everything's good, everything's dead. We're going back to the goddamn door that I've needed the key for. You know, it's President Evil. Yeah. So you're yeah, running, remember the typewriters and the ink and the back, ribbon? You put all this time in, and you finally got that key, and you're, you're fucking headed back. Everything's dead. You're good. And then all of a sudden, you go to open the last door, and then it's like a cut scene. And you're yeah. POV of a monster that's like running around in this thing and then it jumps through the air, you know, and then it hits the courtyard that you literally just came through and runs into the door and then you turn around and it's this giant razor fingered frog gorilla looking thing. <laughs> and it goes and it fucking jumps up and grabs a hold of your ass. Like that was so scary and they were hard to kill. Like you had to shoot the fuck out of them. And and the technology wasn't good at all. No, 
you had to like it hold it to the up. right to turn and she would do like a kick step. Just <laughs> Oh yeah, they have the walking. <laughs> yeah. You had to put your fucking aim up and then shoot. Moved in those square pattern. Damn the good old days, man. See technology see the games Joe Rogan had a point when he was talking about scary movies. Like when scary movies were scary is when you never really got to see the the bad guy. You know, just glimpses of him, just real quick shots. You know, I think that's the same for games. Like games all the best games that still hold up throughout time were super basic, super simple. You know? Yeah. They had great like Resident Evil, the way they did that was as far as I can remember, was great. I, I bet you if I played it now, I probably wouldn't. You'd be probably so wouldn't mad. That, but, no, the but game I won't was hard as that fuck. <laughs> that game was hard as fuck. I quit playing it after like two weeks, and then eventually I figured out whatever problem it was I was having, and then I made it further. Like just one day, I was like, oh, that's where this goes. And then I progressed like another couple hours, and then I got stuck again. Then you get like the yeah. walkthrough book, you know, like you go to oh, Best yeah. Buy and you just pick the shit up or Hastings or something and you just read it. Oh, okay, I need to go find this thing and then blow this motherfucker up. And then. Yeah, it was before Google. Yeah. <laughs> you had to do some research. You had to, yeah, yeah. I used to be, I used to subscribe to Game GameWorks magazine or whatever where it would help you, it would give you cheat codes and help you with little tips and tricks and shit for certain games, all the new games and stuff. Man, it's changed so much. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't I don't play that much. Like I I probably play 45 minutes at most on a on a if I'm having a good kill streak on on Call of Duty online, I'll stay on for a while, but it, like for the most part I suck at games and it pisses me off. I usually don't play very long. I don't have time to play anymore. I only play like Assassin's Creed and Grand Theft Auto. I was thinking about getting an Xbox One, like, but I can't justify it right now. Like, I want, either. I want one. <laughs> I want one real bad just to play with, and I get like new games because the new games look badass. But the truth is, I really don't have time to play. So it invest that kind of money, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I can't. Just yeah, I have. It. My Xbox is the same Xbox from two thousand and nine. I got the black one, the one with the yeah, onboard. The black. That was the best one out of that with series. Like the light curve it has like a little curve to it. Yeah. Mine, yeah. mine isn't the square one, but it has a little curve. Yeah. The in between. Yeah, the, the, the I've had that generation. since fucking I got out of. Since I got out of basic training when I was when I first joined the army, I got mine when I got out of my relationship, and I got with my wife. <laughs> I was like, I'm buying an Xbox. Fuck it. Fucking, I'm fucking doing me, man. Yeah. Video games used to be fun. I remember video games and golf. Oh man, I only think golf one. Being a dad sucks. I only played a couple times. I didn't like really get to do it, but it's like. That's probably my only other hobby is golf. I like ping pong. But ping pong. I'm good at ping pong in real life. I'll fucking whip your ass at some ping pong, Tony Razor. Probably, like, if you came at me right now because it's been years since I played, but I remember no, when I we, played, I was good. I think we would probably be respectfully rusty for about 20 minutes. <laughs> and then as soon as we're all greased up and sweaty, get, fucking, and get warmed up, breathe. 
and then we would probably have like an okay match where like it'd be close and then we would have like an epic fucking showdown yeah because the last point's always the hardest point so it would be like one of those back and forth like to 35 and we would be sweating and just serving and smacking running around running around in a five five foot radius talking shit moving in slow motion just like no and like doing backhanded curve whack trying to be all fancy with the with with the hits and shit doing slices and backhands and fucking like way off the table and holding the paddle double bouncing a foot off the fucking ground and just barely smacking it and making it do like a big ass curve and come around and hitting your side of the table hey when i was in college they fucking took away the the ping pong table because that's all we would do we would ditch class and we'd be in the fucking area just playing ping pong for hours I used to, um, at the pest control place, if I was ever around to be, like, local that day, I would eat lunch at the the office, and they had a ping pong table. I would put one side up and just play against the wall. Oh, yeah. And just sit there and just work on my hand-eye coordination, because I play left-handed, too. That's the other thing. Like, that fucks some people up. You can switch it up? No, I'm right-handed. Oh. I can't. Like, I don't, you know, because my right hand's all fucked up. I'm missing that finger, so I don't have like the control. So I had to learn okay. how to play left-handed. And it's like the only thing I do left-handed. Uh, but dude, I can smack the fuck out of a ping. Dude, <laughs> I I got a wicked serve. I got a nasty backspin, and it's all with my left hand. So most right-handed people, like I just shoot shit straight back at you, and it's like oh, yeah, you know, like Southpaw versus Orthodox. One of my favorite things is when somebody will do like that straight up forward serve, and I'll literally uh-huh. smack it back at you and bounce it off your your paddle. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you're like you're standing there and you're just like you're not ex- you're expecting to have to reach across, and it's just like no, nah, I'm playing left handed, so it's like it's a straight shot, whack, and I just send it yeah. right back down the table and bounce that shit off your fucking hand or something, and you're just like, god damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm super. I'm super wiry. Well, I don't know how I am now because I'm all old and fucking stiff. But when I used to play, just like everything else, I've, I've always been like this wiry, animated type person. Yeah, you, you know, like diving, spinning, doing yeah. weird tricks and shit. Spaghetti arm in it. You're like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whipping, whipping my hand around at a weird angle and getting it at the last moment. I've always been good at weird shit like that. I hope someday you make your way over here. We can meet in the middle and we'll have an epic ping pong showdown, sir. Well, if I, I was thinking about that today. If I win the lottery, because you know, like people who buy lottery tickets always say shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I bought lottery tickets and I always think about this. If I buy lottery tickets and I win and I'm a millionaire, I'm going to fly everybody out and we're going to have a fucking week long or like a couple days <laughs> fucking party. <laughs> yeah. A podcast party where we're podcasting, drinking, and smoking, and you know what I mean? You're on the record, so. That'd be dope, and it'd be on me. It's on on the record, you know? So if it happens, I got proof. I'll be like, Tony, you said this was going to happen, so now we have to. Dude, if I got thousands of dollars, I'm generous. Imagine if I have millions of dollars. I mean, I'm not saying I'd be generous, but I'll fucking... 
I'll throw an epic podcast party. I'll tell you that much. That's what you would call it, too. The epic podcast party. Yeah, it'll be fucking advertised the fuck on Instagram, on Periscope, all these places. It'll go live on YouTube. It'll be like a big event, but it'll be like a boring event. Because then I'll, <laughs> then I'll start lecturing everybody on, uh, <laughs> on why Trump's a good president. <laughs> Reverend Razor at 5 a.m. Wake up, you bunch of motherfuckers. <laughs> you just fucking going. Straight up right now, you are a fucking commie bastard. <laughs> Americans wake up before the sun. you kicking people in the head and throwing coffee in their face. Wake up. Stay woke, motherfucker. <laughs> throwing random quotes at people while I'm abusing them. <laughs> Spitting and peeing on them like you're just going fucking savage. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I think I'm going to fucking go make some nachos. I'm hungry. Yeah. I got some carne asada fries that should be here any minute. Any minute. I'm waiting on her to pull up with those carne asada fries. I'm going to eat some carne asada fries. Then I'm going to have some sex. Then I'm going to go back to eating those carne asada fries. They give you a lot. You're going to get a steak and a dick suck. And I have a nice (laughs) day. Tony Rager. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and like I said, I don't, I can't really commit yet, you know, until we know what the plan is, because it's just enough for me to get this fucking show done and put out, but uh, uh-huh. I would love to be a part of your show, and uh, as soon as we get it together and we get Jay involved, and I think it'll be fun, I think, uh, you know, squeezing everybody in there, we may have to do video so I can look at you motherfuckers and tell who's fixing to talk next. Yeah, yeah definitely, video. Yeah, I got I got it all figured out. I got my computer in the shop right now. I just got to pay it. Go pick it up and pay for it. And then uh, I'll get everything up and figured out. And we'll have a meeting and get figured out when we're going to start. Sounds good, man. Will you go do that? I'm going to handle this. And uh, good luck. <laughs> all right, brother. It was nice talking to you. Yeah, man. Later. All right. So... There's me and Tony sitting around shooting the shit. Love me some Tony Rager. And uh, hopefully me, him, and Jay can sit down in the future and we can work some shit out and maybe make a few people laugh. That would be great. So, special thanks to Tony. Appreciate you, motherfucker, for coming by and saying hello. And, uh, yeah. So, here we are. The end monologue. What's he going to say? What's on his mind today? Guys, I'm in a terrible fucking mood. It's been... This week has been probably the worst week of the year. And I know it seems stupid to get wrapped up in in other things that are going on. But I mean, fuck. You know, Tom Petty died. Ralphie Mae died yesterday. We had a fucking psycho shooter guy in Las Vegas. Killed a bunch of people. Monday to Sunday, whatever. I don't fucking know. Oh, man. Everything is so fucking annoying. Everything is on my nerves. And some days I feel like I'm just about to explode. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way, so I don't think I'm special by any means. But it's just getting to be too much. There's so much negative shit going on in the world now. Even I have hard times with it. 
And I've always been an optimistic person. I've always been the kind of guy to try to find the silver lining, but it's getting hard for me to find it. Last night, I fucking was in a shit mood, you know, just because, you know, I'll never get to see Ralphie Mae. And believe it or not, he's one of my my comedy icons. I only have a couple that I can safely say, like people that I know inspired me. Ralphie Mae is one of them. Rodney Carrington, Ron White, you know, just the top three probably. And so it hurts. It sucks, man. The bad thing is, is I saw him recently on a, on a show, and I said aloud to my wife, I said, man, Ralphie looks like shit. I said, I don't think he's going to be here much longer. And I was right. <laughs> so, Godspeed, Ralphie May. Uh, Tom Petty, that sucks. You know, I know that he just wrapped up a tour. That's The man literally went to the bitter end. Hugh Hefner died, too. He died fucking, doing what he loved. It's so much. And here now I am, it's Saturday, you know, I'm scrambling to get this put together because my wife really doesn't give a fuck about this podcast. She doesn't give a fuck about anything else I do, you know, that's kind of annoying, I guess. I think that's what happens, though, It's the plight of the podcaster's wife. I'm sure that other people I have have had to deal with it where it's like sometimes it's a like a passive aggressive thing to where it's like, oh, well, you're spending your time doing that and not hanging out with us. And it's it's like, well, it's not the same. I enjoy doing this, but I love you guys, too. Like, this is literally the only other thing that I do. I work and I fucking sit here in this house. The only hobby I have is in this fucking office. But that's too much. It's just, I don't understand. I don't understand why it has to be such a fucking chore. Why I have to make clarifications a week in advance that I'm going to have a conversation with somebody. It's just, it sucks, man. Last night I wanted to sit up and edit. I wanted to get this ready so I could have it put out early and on time. And she fucking guilted me into coming to bed. And then I get up this morning. The baby wakes up before me. He woke up twice this morning. And I went to put him down two different times. And he woke up immediately when his head hit the fucking mattress. So here I am now. Taking out a few minutes. Just carving it out. To hopefully get in here and get this done. I don't know if it'll be up in time. I don't really care. I'm just trying to get it done. (sighs) Fuck man. I'm in such a bad mood right now. Like I feel like the world is just weighing on me. (laughs) I need a break. I need a fucking vacation. I need time to get my head together. Because I feel the animal coming. (laughs) I feel the monster. And it's building. And I have to let that out. So, guys, I kind of went off on a tangent here. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I appreciate the fact that you come and you listen every week if you do. If you don't, that's fine. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity and giving me your time. Because time's all we have. It's the only thing that matters. So... If you're willing to give it to me, I'm willing to spend it with you. You all have a wonderful weekend. Say I love you to the people that you love. (laughs) 
because you never know when they're going to go away. It's a hard reality, man. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. So, until next week, maybe we'll be in a better mood. I got a big guest coming next week, so you guys make sure and stop by. Thank you for listening to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm that motherfucker, Jody B. Women always talking about what men do. We'll never talk about what women do, at least till now. Come on. Every night and then you get mad. Sometimes I make you sad. Make you want to say kiss my ass. I'm tired of listening to your nigga. She talking to me like I'm dumb. I should have known. I should have left that bitch alone. But now I'm stuck.
not a song disrespecting women. This is a song that yin yang made for every man that ever walked on green earth. I don't do it on the amount of time I do do, but your attitudes stink sometimes. So sit on that.